But before that, at least, can you spend a few minutes to hear what the birthday boy also wants to say? Amen. Yeah. It is only Christ who other people get presents for his birthday. <laughs> only Christ that other people get presents. All of us, when it's our birthday, we get the presents that we can choose to. I've seen something online now that people donate, isn't it? They say, it's my birthday, so give to this cause. Or, do you understand? Yeah. But to ask for Christ, he has no say in it. We decide and we say that I, my Christmas, I want, I want a Nike shoe and I want um, a watch and I want a house and I want, amen. And Christ looks at us and says, yeah, I pray that when it's also your birthday, you will allow others to enjoy it. Amen. I want us to bow down our heads. And I want you to pray and just thank God for a day like this where nothing else matters, where we set aside our busy schedules, where we set aside our daily routines, where we set aside most of us on a Tuesday like this will either be at work in uni or running the race of life. But because of Christ. On this day, even the buses don't work. Nothing moves and nothing shifts. And our whole focus is on him. You want to just pray for yourself and say, Lord, may the benefits of this season be my portion. May the wisdom of this season be my portion. May the grace of this season be my portion. I am grateful that you came to this earth and died for me. I am grateful. I am grateful. Thank you.
special day your word will come neighbor and tell your neighbor you are too serious it's Christmas day yeah yeah tell your neighbor that listen all year round we are very serious yes but today of all days please I beg you I can't afford any seriousness amen yeah if Christ is born then nothing else matters amen nothing else can be more important than that we listen to two amazing scriptures I will read a third one which may be fairly long, and then we will go and eat. Tell your neighbor that, please, are you ready to eat? Tell your neighbor how much. Do you know that sometimes when you are so ready to eat, you don't eat much? Yeah, have you gone to, uh, what are those restaurants called? Eat as much as you can, isn't it? You don't, you, by the time you've had one plate, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, but then if you have Prince and Kiran, you should be okay. They, they, they have a way of um, making room <laughs> where there seems to be no room. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, most people have gone to family, traveled, whatever. But those of us who are here this morning, God has a special word for us. God has something special in store for us. Amen. God has a reminder for us. God has a gift for us. Amen. Amen. God, God always has a gift for us. Sometimes we don't know how it comes. You don't know when it comes, but he always has a gift for us. So I'm going to look, read Luke chapter 1. Amen. The word of God is good. Has always been good. And uh, I'm going to read. I'm going to read and read and read. And then I'll read. Amen. Luke chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 5. The Bible says... There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Pastor Zacharias. Zachariah. Zacharias. Every uh, version of the Bible has a different one they use, isn't it? But we know who he is. And of the division of Abijah, his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. You know, the Bible has intentionally given us this background so that we'll know that these people are from the priesthood. Do you get it? Sorry? Both of them, husband and wife, are all descendants of priests. Amen. Levite clan. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. This scripture tries to demystify or clear away from our head that conception that because I am so faithful to God, 
there should be nothing in my life that I should be wanting. There should be no area of my, it's like if something is not right, then it means I have sinned. No, 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 no. He says that they walked righteous before God, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. Uh, Bible commentary says that Elizabeth was about 88 years old. It's not a joke. Yeah, I mean, the earliest comment you get is still about 70 something. So, whatever you look at it, she was old. And her husband couldn't be plus or minus about the same age. So, it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. Remember those four words. For your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name. John, and you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Those of us, what you make your, your when you're pregnant, what you listen to, where you go to, you think you are not baptizing your child, you are also baptizing your child. Amen. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacchaeus said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Verse 26. Now the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered the what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end then 
Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? Remember what Zachariah said, How can this be, since we are old? Do you remember? How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and that is now the sixth month for her who was called Barry. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Verse 41, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, they said that that baby, right from the womb, will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember? Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Today I have a very, very, very short message to give to you. And all I'm here to tell you or to remind you is that there is power in the word of God. Amen. There is power in the word of God. Hebrews 11 verse 3, the Bible says that by faith we understand that the world was framed, was made, was created by the word of God. Amen. So that the things which are seen were made out of things which are not seen. So right from Genesis, you realize that everything that came into being came out of a spoken word. Amen. And one of the beauty about the, the birth of Christ or the, the whole environment, right from uh, John the Baptist coming in, Jesus being born, the shepherds coming to see him, everything came out of a word being spoken. Amen. Everything. You know, when God said, let there be, there was God. And you see, a season like this is supposed to remind us not only about what God speaks, but you realize that as we go through all those verses that we looked at, you realize that it's not only God who speaks. God's messengers speak. God's children speak. Do you understand? Gabriel came, and when Gabriel came, he also came and then he spoke. And I think that the season of Christmas is a manifestation of the power in the word of God. Amen. The first thing that we see is Gabriel speaking. And you see two very, very different reflections of what the effect is. Because, you see, Gabriel represents a messenger of God, isn't it? And I think that one of the things we must realize is that I mean, there were times that Gabriel had to remind them that, listen, I am coming from the throne room of God. 
Do you understand? I'm just not an ordinary messenger. And I believe that a season like this is to remind us that when we come into the house of God, if a messenger of God is speaking, you must know that it is the word of God. And it, it doesn't matter how outlandish it is. You must believe that it is the word of God. And if you know that now when we read these scriptures, we believe them. But can you imagine in those days? Yeah. Can you imagine? Even look at when... John the Baptist was born. The family were arguing things because how, when John wrote their name, and all, they must have been arguing. What do you mean by somebody came to you and said, it doesn't sound, and I believe that it's the same in our generation as Christians, that sometimes when the word comes, first of all, the messenger sometimes is scared to say what they have heard because they are not sure if it will be received. And we also, how we receive it. And you realize that how you receive it and how God treats what you have received is also affected by who you are. So we have two clear examples. You have Zacharias, whose lineage is a priesthood lineage, who was a priest himself, and if he was 88, then at least for more than 50 or 60 years of his life, he has been at the altar. And, and the, the angel came and said that your prayer has been heard, which means that the priest has been praying about his wife's barrenness and God had sent an answer. But when the answer came, the person who had been praying was like, how can it be? We are old. So if you think that, how can it be? Why are you praying? You see how we pray? We'll fast up for an issue. We'll say, oh, I'm laying down my stomach for uh, this, thing, a new this, uh, this, two days for my health, you know? But if you pray for healing and then you focus and say that, as for me, I can never get well. Especially when you are somebody who is supposed to be matured in your faith. When Mary, when Mary also doubted, the angel treated it differently. Because when Zacharias doubted, they realized that you have prayed about this. Mary never prayed to be the mother of Jesus. Mary never prayed that God use me if you want to do the most ridiculous, I am available. In fact, Bible commentary says that Mary was middle age, 15 or 16 or something, very young. She wasn't thinking about anything. She was just about, you know, those days they used to marry early. I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but it's subject to... Um, discussion yeah but she was a 15 year old girl the last thing on her mind is babies the last thing I don't even think that when she goes to church I don't think she was a, a shepherd she was a church worker I don't think she even had any such but Zacharias had been praying and the, the answer came and then he said why and so sometimes God has to shut us up so that he can finish the miracle and the work that he has to do. Yeah, because can you imagine if he hadn't gone mute? He would have gone to discuss it with his wife also. Because when you look at the minute that Gabriel sent that message, brought that message, six months later, Elizabeth was six months pregnant. If, her, if his mouth had not been shut, he would have gone home to discuss with his wife what kind of joke is this? Forgetting that you have been praying and fasting. Forgetting that you've been praying and fasting. You've been praying and fasting. You know, and then the Lord gave me a statement. Let me give it to you. He said that God's word is a spiritual seed that has to be planted in our hearts to conceive a miracle. God's word 
It's a spiritual seed that has to be planted in our hearts to conceive a miracle. God's word. So, it, so when Gabriel brought the word, Zachariah and Elizabeth were supposed to conceive it, keep it in their heart till they see the miracle happen. When it came to Mary, she had to keep it in her heart to see that. And you realize that the birth of Christ is a clear example where they, they didn't need a sperm, they didn't need a man. All that they needed to fertilize the egg was the word of God. Was the word of God. Was the word of God. So it means that the word of God is what brings forth anything we can think about. In fact, let's look at First Peter. First Peter 1, the Bible says in verse 23, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The verse uh, 25 says that, but the, Lord, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Even our salvation is birthed out of the word of God. When you say you are born again, nobody got pregnant and gave birth to you. When you say you are born again, nobody went to the hospital and pushed you out. When we say you are born again, you receive the incorruptible word into your heart and it bore forth salvation. Christmas today, God is just reminding us that the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The Bible says that as they walked and talked, the spirit entered into him. Sometimes we let the word lose its power. And sometimes we let, you see, all words have power, good or bad. Good or bad. So you see that John spoke. And his, what he was about to speak was not good. Keep quiet. Mary spoke. Mary's doubt that the angel was ready for it. You see, when, when, when you are growing as a Christian, when you have doubt, it is only God you go to. But there's also a level, you know, like uh, Paul would say that, listen, at a point you should be ready for strong meat. So there's a certain level of doubt that God embraces because it's like this little girl does not have a clue what is about to go. I can appreciate her fear. So I'm going to reassure her of what is coming. And you realize that when Mary spoke again, she said that, let it be done unto me according to your word. You see that her certain level of humility also made her be able to receive the word of God and not think too far about it. Some of us, we cannot speak it. We cannot say it. We cannot say it. We cannot say it. Instead of saying it, we either think it or discuss. Mary could have called her girlfriend and told her that, can you imagine what has happened? Can you imagine? Do you know this? Can we? No. And you see that there's a lot of speaking all through that chapter or that experience. Mary rushes to Elizabeth. As soon as Elizabeth sees her, Elizabeth also speaks. And you realize that all the speaking was edifying. All the speaking was encouraging. All the speaking was motivating. All the speaking was blessing. Do you understand? When the angel spoke, he was blessing. When Mary spoke, she was receiving a blessing. When Elizabeth spoke, she was blessing Mary. So the season of Christmas is a good reminder that we should calculate throughout the year how much of our speaking was a blessing. How much of our speaking was an insult. 
how much of our speaking was a curse? How much of our, spe- our speaking aborted babies? I don't mean physical baby. I mean the things that have been conceived for you to have done in 2018 that you aborted with your mouth. Listen, the one who hasn't studied for their exams, who decides that I'm going to spend the rest of the time studying, is different from the one who hasn't studied for their exams and is going to spend the right of the time mourning about the fact that they haven't studied. Yeah. I'll give you a good example. If today you have some debt or some challenge or maybe you were supposed to do something you haven't finished and you have come to church now and say, oh, it's Christmas Day, I'm just coming to celebrate. And instead of celebrating, you spend the time worrying about that which you haven't done. He said, when, when Mary went to Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is this granted me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? That was Mary receiving another reassurance. Because even though the angel had told her and the angel had explained to her that, listen, God has favored you. God, by going to Elizabeth and Elizabeth, her senior cousin, her relative, whatever, coming to her, bowing down and telling her that you are the most blessed. What you are carrying is blessed. What reassures her, increases her faith. Increases that. You see, because sometimes when you have conceived something, depending on what others say, you can abort it. Depending on what others say, you can birth it. So when you say that I'm starting a business and others say you're about to waste your money, your money is going to go down the drain. Listen, I've seen three or four people. I can give you five examples of people who started exactly the same business who are totally broke today. I'm, I'm telling you if, you, if you are wise, just hold on to your money. It is better to have small in your hand than nothing in your... You will abort that baby. If you also find somebody who will say that, what a great idea. What a great idea. In fact, I know one or two places you can go to that you can get help on this thing. I'm sure I'm going to stand and prayer with you. That will let you do it. It depends on how you see it, what you say. Then it goes on and say that. The last verse, and then we are going. It said, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a performance of what was spoken to her from the Lord. That is all I'm leaving you for Christmas Day 2018, that there shall be a performance of what the word of God says in your life. There shall be a fulfillment of what the word of God says in your life. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor there shall be a performance. There shall be a manifestation. Tell the neighbor it will happen. It will happen. If God has said it, it will happen. Tell your neighbor, confess it all the time, everywhere, everywhere. The four things that challenge our confession is places, places, people, problems. Confess this performance over the places that you think you are challenged, over the problems that you think 
are bigger than you. Over the people who torment you, there shall be a performance. There shall be a performance. There shall be a performance. If God did it for Elizabeth and Zachariah, if God did it for Mary, God will also do it for you. And the Bible says that because she believed that there shall be a performance. And you realize that when you read from verse 47 going, there was Mary. Mary's lips were filled with praise. Mary's lips were filled with gratitude. Mary's now she began to speak. And you know, I want to speak the same thing over your life. Just as Mary declared it, so do I declare it over your life. May the Lord magnify you. May the Lord cause you to rejoice. May the Lord, may you be called blessed in the city, in the field. May the mighty hand of God be upon you. May God cause you to do mighty things in your life. May you walk in grace. May you walk in mercy. May the humility that God has placed upon you cause you to be lifted up. You are a product of God's grace. You are a product of God's strength. You are a product of God's might. May your life, your home, your church, your ambitions, your aspirations, may they be filled with good things.